Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Your do-it-yourself dilemma because we are here to help you get the job done. Short of coming to your house and helping you haul the lumber, you know, drive the nails, hit our thumbs with hammers. We'll do everything else but that. (laughs) We will give you the tips, the advice that you need to choose the right materials to make the best decisions for your house and for your home. You know, do you remove a layer of roof? Do you roof over what you have? Should you buy the highest efficiency furnace or should you buy the standard furnace? I've got stains on the wall. You don't know what to do. Do you need to prime before you paint? We can help you with stuff like that. Pick <laughs> you up the are phone. overwhelming my to-do list already. So. Yeah, I just hit three things that you needed to do. I just thought of your house, Leslie, and made my hey, list in my head just like that. Stop ratting out my money pit. <laughs> 888-666-3974. Also coming up this hour, the kids are gone and you're probably hoping they never move back again. Oh. That well, one terrible. way to assure that is to quick redecorate the room. <laughs> you know, need a gym, home turn office. The, turn the bedroom into a totally tricked out bathroom. You can come back, <laughs> but you got to sleep in the tub. <laughs> We're going to tell you what you need to know if you've got some of those home modifications on your to-do list. And also ahead this hour, the best way to keep your kids out of the house. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Also ahead this hour, we're going to teach you how to clean your window screens before the winter sets in. We've got a hint for you now. The best way to do them is to take them out first, not just on the house. And we've got a great way to clear the clutter of the dozens of photo frames that perhaps are on your end tables and bookshelves. There's a high-tech solution out there to this very common problem, and we're going to tell you what that is. Good gosh, Tom. Stop spying on my money pit. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got a great prize for you. Warm floors, they are a great addition to any home. So this hour, we are giving away a thermofloor floor heating system big enough to go under a 10 by 10 sized room. It's worth 600 bucks. That is a huge prize. That's hot. In more ways than one. 888-666-3974. Let's get right to those phones. Leslie, who's first? All right, now we've got Larry. What can we do for you today at the Money Pit? Yeah, hi. Uh, I have a, a house right on the lake in Valencia, New York, on Kinderhook Lake. And okay. it's a cinder block wall, uh, like facing a lake, uh, I guess six foot high. It's the foundation of the house. And uh, I've painted it. Uh, you know, I asked around in the different stores and stuff what to put it with. It just keeps on peeling, especially in where the, the cement that, you know, that holds the block together. It just peels away. Uh, I'm wondering if there's anything I can put there to uh, stop it. Hmm. Well, block wall gets very, very wet and holds a lot of water. So you're really fa- fighting the water here. 
The, yeah. the best thing that you can do is, first of all, you have to get as much of that old paint off as possible. And then you need to use a very good quality. You have to wait for a very dry day. You need to use a very good quality primer. And I would use two coats of oil-based primer. And you want to let it really dry, really dry. And then on top of that, you can use a latex exterior paint top coat. That's going to give you the best chance of, of adhesion. Make sure that the primer and the paint are from the same manufacturer. And that will do the best job of helping it stay on as, as much as possible. It's a real adhesion problem that you have caused by probably layers upon layers of paint that are delaminating uh, and the fact that the block gets very damp and very mm -hmm. wet. There's nothing for it to stick to. Okay. Thanks very much. Uh, your program is very helpful. I picked up a few tips from just listening to you every Saturday and Sunday. Fantastic. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now it's time to help Grace with the driveway project. What's going on at your money pit? Um, I, I just got to tell you guys, I love your program. It's, oh, thank you. I scrambled to get a paper and pad because you mentioned a product uh, for concrete, mm -hmm. the patches. Right. And you said it was Abitron? Yeah, that's right. Abitron is uh, the, the manufacturer. A-B-A-T-R-O-N.com. You're basically looking for epoxy patching compounds. They have, uh, they have uh, uh, these epoxy materials that are great for sealing up cracks in driveways. Okay. Well, a second part of the question is, after, um, oh, for dry, well, for concrete patio is what I needed it for. Yeah, that's work, but, that works fine. But my question is, you know, it's going to kind of look unsightly now, and I'm thinking, how can I cover it to make it look, like new but still concrete without putting like a paint color on it. Well, first fix the cracks, and then there are lots of ways to uh, to paint that patio and have it look fantastic. Mm -hmm. Once you patch it, it's it's going to be sort of grayish in color. It'll kind of match what's there. If you're not really happy with how it looks, you can get a concrete stain or a concrete paint and then go ahead and apply that to the concrete to give it a uniform finish. The concrete paints and the stains, if you get the stains that are you know a solid color, you can really do a great Great job covering it up and, you know, changing the look of your drive. Great. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Grace. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question, whatever you have got going on at your house, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, one of those fall cleaning chores that we all need to do, cleaning window screens. We're going to tell you the best and the easiest ways to do that and to store them for the winter after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Plus Ultra Interior Paint and Primer in One with Advanced NanoGuard technology. Designed to not only help you save time, but also preserve your home's interior finish. For more information, visit Bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT for your chance to get in on our weekly giveaway this hour. One caller we talked to is going to win the Thermofloor Super Efficient Floor Heating System. It uses electroconduction fiber heating elements, and this system can decrease energy consumption up to 40%. It's fast. It's easy to install. Perfect for do-it-yourself, or you can find info on the Thermofloor system at Thermosoft. 
com. It's a prize worth 600 bucks. going to go to one caller who reaches us for today's show at one eight 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 Money Pit. You must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and ask us. Please Man. come on the air. We're not scary. <laughs> We don't judge. We're just going to help you out. 888-666-3974. And that's a pretty good bribe to get people to call. A $600 that's right. floor heating system? We get our the old-fashioned way. We bribe them. My goodness. That is a great prize to get. You will have it installed into your house before we even start to see the snowflakes of the winter season. So pick up the phone and get in on this. You will learn a valuable lesson about home improvement for your house and win a really great prize. Now, you want to install that before it gets too chilly. And here's something else you want to do before the winter starts. You want to clean and store your window screens. Yes, add that to your fall to-do list. Now, your window screens, they have battled those elements all summer long. So you want to treat them gently. First, you want to remove the screens from your house and then put them on a flat surface like your driveway. And then go ahead and use a mild soap and water, you know, with a soft bristle brush. You, this way you'll get the dirt and the grime off of them. And you want to make sure that you clean both sides of the screen, not just one. You're like, well, it's a screen. I'm getting both sides at one time. No, no. Do each side. And then you want to go around the interior and the exterior of the frame. Then go ahead and rinse off the window screens with lukewarm water and then allow the window screens to dry completely before you replace them into the window. You don't even want to think about using a pressure washer on them while your windows are closed and they are still in the frames because you will damage the screens and most likely your windows. Now you can put the screens back in or if you prefer you can store them during the winter months. You want to make sure you keep them upright or flat but don't ever have them leaning on anything or put anything on top of them. To learn more about caring for your windows, your window screens, and a whole lot more, you can go to the Repair and Improve section of MoneyPit.com or simply search Money Pit Window Screens. Tim in New Hampshire, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Oh, hi. Um, well, I have a possibility of recycling a wood stove okay. from, my, from my sister's house. And um, I want to know if it's a, it's a smaller stove than my opening for my... I have a, an existing fireplace, a brick chimney. Okay. Okay. It was part of my mudroom, but frankly, we only have a few fires a year because it's just not it's not that efficient to have the fireplace running. I think most of my heat's going up the chimney. Uh, so I, I have I have the dimensions of a of a wood stove, which again is being recycled. And I just want to know if if it if this would work or. Would you highly recommend... So, Tim, what you want to know is whether or not the insert that was in your sister's house could be used in your house. And the answer to that is it depends. Um, It depends on the size of your fireplace. One of the things that you might want to do is compare the hearth of her fireplace to yours and see how closely it matches in height, in width, and in depth. The next thing is that you want to make sure that your chimney is safe. You need to make sure that that chimney is lined before you put a wood stove into it. If you have some questions about this, you may want to subcontract out the installation to perhaps your local wood stove store installer expert type of person that does this all the time. And I also would recommend that you get a permit before you put it in because this way the fire marshal can come in and take a look and make sure it's nice and safe. Wood stoves are fantastic. Inserts are great. But you have to be very careful with the installation. If you get it wrong, it could be very, very unsafe. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Okie dokes. we got Paul in North Carolina who's got a crawl space question. What can we do for you today? Yes, I have a crawl space, and I'm curious to know what the best way to seal it is. I've been told that I have a moisture content of between 25 and 30%. Wow. It's a, 
it's a pretty walk. It's a walk-in crawl space, and I've got mm-hmm. vents all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I would just like some of your advice. All right, a couple of things. First of all, we want to take every step that we can to reduce the amount of moisture inside the crawl space. By working outside. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want to make sure that you've got sufficient gutters and downspouts on your house. And if you don't have gutters, get them. If you've got them, make sure that they're clean. Also with the downspouts, people forget to snake the downspout. And if the downspout is clogged up, it's not going to do its job for you. So make sure everything is clean and free-flowing. Then you want to look at where those downspouts deposit the water. Chances are it's just dropping all that rainfall right next to the foundation. So you want to make sure that if you can extend that downspout three feet, six feet, whatever you can do away from the house so it gets away from the foundation wall. Then you want to look at your grading, you know, all of the soil around the property, make sure that it slopes away from the house. You want to go about six inches over four feet so it's not very drastic. You just want it to gently slope away. Just move all that water away from the house. This way you'll keep it dry. And then you can cover that floor with Visqueen. Okay, and I, right. I, do, I do have the Visqueen on now, and I really have a pretty good slope and everything. The, the concerns I have are if I'm going to go ahead and seal it, can I just plug up the vents and with a urethane kind of a thing or a, a sheathing and seal and have the Visqueen on the, on the floors, or do I have to encapsulate the walls too? Well, let me give you one be? more. Let me give you one more thing that you can try before you take this dramatic step and go to uh-huh. a completely sealed crawl space, and that is that you could get some fans that are there's there are fans fans that are designed to fit into the same space that you have the crawl space vents now. They're eight by sixteen, and you wire those to a humidistat. So whenever the humidity comes up in the crawl space, these fans will come oh. on. You'll probably have two or three of them. Oh, that's a good idea. As opposed to Tom, as opposed to a dehumidifier. Correct. And when the humidity comes up, and the fans kick on, it will draw drier air from the outside through that space. Okay. All right. Well, all of that makes sense. And uh, I have done a lot of diligent work on this. I'm a I'm a real estate agent. I've had home inspectors over here looking at right. it, like it, but I I don't like 25 percent moisture in there. So no, it's too wet because when the when the moisture gets above 25 percent, the decay organisms in the lumber start to work out, wake up, you and you can get some structural damage. I would try the fans before I go go through the trouble of sealing the entire space. Okay, and we are on a well and septic, and we get a lot of condensation in the coming off the pipes, the water pipes from the. Uh, we'll insulate them. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, you guys have been great. I listen to you all the time. All right. Thanks a lot. Glad that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Gwen in Hawaii's got some noisy neighbors. Hopefully, we can help this situation quiet down. Welcome. Well, I live on a in a condominium. I'm okay. on the second floor, and mm-hmm. I want to put in laminate flooring, but I need to find a good soundproofing to go underneath the laminate flooring that will protect. The the homeowner downstairs. Okay. Oh, so you're the noisy neighbor, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> All right. Well, what you want is a, a sound engineered plywood. There are special plywoods 
that are designed to reduce the transfer of sound. And they're pretty expensive. You're not going to be able to find them in your average home center. You're probably going to have to order them. But they do exactly what you need to be done. It's a, it's a plywood subflooring that's designed to suppress sound. In fact, one of the major manufacturers is called Suppress, S-U-P-R-E-S-S. Their website is suppressproducts.com. And you can request information and hopefully find a local dealer for that product. But that's what you want underneath the laminate floor, and that will make your downstairs neighbors all that more happy. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Gwen. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Greg in Missouri is having a situation with mold in the bathroom. How can we help you? Yeah, I've got an older home with a, a crawl space under it. Okay. And uh, I keep putting down new linoleum in the bathrooms, and the linoleum grays at the edge. Hmm. And I've talked to several people, and they've suggested a vapor barrier uh, under the home. And I was just curious as to which way to go to create a vapor barrier. Some people say tar paper and then white rock on top. Some people say plastic and white rock. Some people say foam board. Now, what you want, what you want here, Greg, is you want to use um, plastic, and you want to use as wide a sheet as possible. You want to go all the way from edge to edge of the foundation. If you can, turn that up the inside foundation wall by about a foot and try to get it to seal against the wall. You could use caulking, or you could use like an asphalt roof cement. So you have a real tight seal against the wall. When it comes to overlapping the uh, the sheets of plastic, I would overlap them a good two or three feet. You know, plastic's pretty cheap, so you don't have to worry about using a little more or a little less. And the other thing, though, is to look at the overall reasons that the moisture is getting into the crawl space. And for that, what I would do is look at the grading at the outside of the foundation, making sure the soil slopes away from your walls. And also, don't forget to check your gutters. You want to make sure that they're clear and free-flowing so that that water from the roof edge mm -hmm. is not depositing right at the foundation perimeter. All of those things together will help you reduce the volume of moisture that's getting in the crawl space and then the amount of that that can evaporate up into the house. And, you know, Greg, one more thing that you can do now that you've managed everything outside and really controlled that moisture, you want to install a bathroom vent fan into that bath as well. This way, whatever moisture you're generating inside the bathroom can be brought out of side. You want to make sure it's properly vented to the outdoors. And if you can, have an occupancy sensor installed. It'll just make it simple to use. It'll come on when you're in there and go off when you're out. This way you don't have to worry about a family member who might forget to put it on, not to name any names. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, thank you much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, are your kids out of town for the school season? And has that got you eyeing their bedroom for maybe an office, a workout center? Hmm, whatever you've got in mind, we are going to tell you why expanding your bath may be a good idea for that extra space next. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we know that you've got your eye on the kids' rooms for taking over and expanding the bath when they fly from the nest. You know, it could be a very good investment because it means your child can't boomerang back after college. <laughs> That's but so even mean. better, larger and multiple baths are a big selling feature these days in today's new homes. You know, the easiest place to put in another bathroom is above, next to, or below an existing one because you've got 
got all the plumbing there. Now, one situation where we might think twice is knocking out a closet to put in a larger bass because storage always sort of trumps everything else in resale. A good compromise might be a half bath. Now, if you like that tip, have we got more for you? Because that tip came straight from the pages of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. This book is full of the same great information that we bring you each and every single week. But instead of listening to us, you can actually take this book with you wherever you go and read it and learn all the time. You will find yourself referring to it again and again. Heck, Tom and I wrote it and I find myself referring to it again and again. It is available for you right now at moneypit.com. So check it out and get yourself one today or put it on your holiday list. I just wish you would stop folding the pages back in all my sections. Why? These are all dog-eared and highlighted I read and your pages. and underlined. Why do you think I pass that bathtub tip off as my own when it comes to caulking? <laughs> 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. Who's next? Now we're going to talk to Betty in Connecticut who needs some help with the exterior siding. What's going on at your house? Hi, uh, our house was built about 20 years ago, and we have vertical siding on the outside. It's a two-story ranch. It's like an embankment ranch with two stories on the back. Okay. And the siding is pulling away, like the vertical siding, that, which used to overlap. We're seeing the, the paper they put underneath the siding. You're starting to see that paper on the spaces. So is the siding starting to sort of buckle and twist a bit? Uh, well, yeah, almost separate. Almost like mm-hmm. maybe they didn't overlap it enough or... Mm-hmm. Well, what happens as siding, you're talking about some sort of a, of a, of a vertical siding board here? Yes, uh, cedar. Cedar. Yeah, well, what happens with cedar is, is it dries out, it, it curls and, and cracks and shrinks, and it will start to turn, depending on which way the grain, uh, which way the rings of the tree were, believe it or not, it'll either cup up or cup down. And that's not an uncommon situation. And, and generally, it's nothing to worry about. Although, if it gets pretty bad and you can see behind it, you may want to try to re-nail it and or silicone caulk those seams as a maintenance point so that you don't let a lot of water in behind it. But that's actually not unusual for cedar as it wears. What kind of silicone caulk would you use? Clear silicone. Like a brown cedar. Well, you could use a, you could use a, a colored caulk. Uh, you could use a brown silicone, um, but clear is fine because usually the color of the cedar comes right through it and you don't see it when you're done. Oh, thank you so mm. much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. You guys are terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're going to help Daniel in Georgia with a roofing situation. What's going on at your Money Pit? Oh, I've got a question about roofing. Um, I'm going to want to redo my roof here in the next year or so. Um, shingles are starting to get brittle. And I'm interested in the metal roof and uh, wondering, do I have to strip all the shingle, old shingles and tar paper off before I put the metal roof on? And then also, generally, what do you feel about the metal roofs? Are they as good or better than or not quite as good as regular shingles? Well, they're far better they're than great. regular shingles. They're also far more expensive. And um, it's far a, more durable. They're going to last yeah. a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So that balances the cost out. And the painting on metal roof today um, has the, the added ability of being able to reflect uh, some of the heat back out of the house, too. They've got new paint coatings now. So I think it's a good product. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of whether or not you remove those shingles, you don't have to. Well, that's why you... the metal roof is such like an eco-friendly product, because you don't have to get rid of all of that stuff to the landfills. Right. But now that I said that, I would tell you that if it was my house, I probably would. Um, and the reason is I don't want to have all those old shingles under the roof. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with the edge where the shingle overhangs the uh, the fascia. 
and then oh, have the metal lip right above that. I just don't like the idea of having, you know, um, three quarters of an inch to an inch and a half of, of shingle mound under there. I would personally rather take it all off. But in terms of the manufacturer, they absolutely say you don't have to do that. So it's totally up to you. Oh, okay. I see that. That helps out a lot. Uh, I'll have to try to balance the uh, the man hours and the uh, elbow grease that I'd have to put in to strip all those shingles off and that type of stuff. And the cost possibly to dispose of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a good website for the Metal Roofing Association, which has got uh, good information on this. I think it's metalroofing.com. Okay, well, I'll take a look at that, and I appreciate all the information. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we've got a quick and easy way to clear out the clutter of photos and frames and all that stuff that's been on your bookshelves, your mantles, and your end tables. And we have a way to do that without hurting your grandma's feelings. We'll share what that is after this. Pit is brought to you by the new green heat pump water heater. It's easy to install and more than twice as energy efficient as any standard electric water heater. The new green heat pump water heater qualifies for federal tax credits. For more information, visit www.reamhpwh.com. The Money Pit is brought to you by the new Ream heat pump water heater. It's easy to install and more than twice as energy efficient as any standard electric water heater. The new Ream heat pump water heater qualifies for federal tax credits. For more information, visit www.reamhpwh.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are taking your calls at one 888 Pit right now, and quite frankly, all the time. But especially right now, because one lucky caller is going to win a great prize. Now, we all know that radiant floor heating is a great option to cut down on energy use and go green at the same time, not to mention to keep your feet darn warm and happy. So one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win enough thermal floor floor heating system to complete a 10 by 10 room. Now, the thermofloor system, it delivers heat safely and uniformly, and I think most importantly, is easy to install, which is a big selling feature. Now, it improves air quality and cuts energy consumption using electroconductive fiber heating elements. It Sounds is a, very high tech. It really is, but I promise you, easy to install. This prize is worth $600, but one very lucky caller into the Money Pit today is going to win this great prize. So pick up the phone, give us a call at one Money Pit for your chance to win. And if you want to learn more about the system, the website is thermosoft.com. 888-666-3974. All right, here's a quick decorating tip for you. If you've got to display a lot of photos, maybe you got the kids' recital photos, you got family vacations, and of course, Grandma's 75th birthday, uh, but you want to do this without cluttering up surfaces, you really ought to take a look at these digital photo frames that were out. I saw a lot of these at uh, this year's Consumer Electronics mm-hmm. Show. Very cool, very high-tech. You can load a boatload of photos into this, and they simply cycle through in sort of a slideshow fashion. This way, everyone is happy. You can get far more photos to display than you could ever possibly display physically 
and it looks great too. I, mm-hmm. I use a digital display on my computer monitors for like a screensaver, and it's so much fun to see all the old photos of the kids that, that cycle through. Now you can have that sort of on different well, uh, surfaces in your house, really anywhere, exactly. Um, so check them out. You know what we always do is my in-laws have one. They live down in Florida, so they don't get to see our little guy that often. So I have them, I got them a digital frame, and I have them send me back the disc every so often, and I just update it with more photos and keep adding, too, so they get to see, you know, Henry from when he was super little to now, Mm. and it's always like a nice surprise. Good idea. 888-666-3974. It's also a good idea to pick up the phone and call us with your home improvement question. Cheryl in Connecticut has a splashy bath. Tell us about it. Hi. Um, yes, I have a house from the 30s, and I'd like to maintain the original design with my shower-tub combination by using a shower curtain, but of course water slips out and drips. Um, and so I'm wondering if you can steer me towards a resource for a ceramic splash guard. We know this is like a clawfoot tub that's open on all sides? No, it's not clawfoot. It's installed um, against three walls, but the wall that is facing the room rather than having a glass enclosure has a a traditional shower curtain now with i I don't want to make you feel bad but we have a similar situation and i just tuck the the shower curtain the clear liner curtain into the tub (laughs) that doesn't make me feel bad i'm I'm like i don't want to be like hey tuck in your shower curtain it still kind of sneaks out it's in a guest room and so i can't really go in there and... You have all of those sh- guests taking sloppy showers. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, you know, your problem. that's the way it works. <laughs> I even got one of the liners that has little suction cups on it and sort of so pushes it up against in. the wall, yeah. but it, it doesn't really stay. Yeah. And is it only in the corners, or do you think it's happening everywhere? No, I think it's just actually dripping down the tile and then going over the lip of the tub. Okay, so when you say ceramic splash guard, are you talking about that little guard that goes between the lip and the tub and the the wall? The wall, kind yeah, of looks like, like a, a bit triangle. of a bracket. And I've seen, you know, not I've seen them great clear. plastic ones, but I don't, yeah. I don't want that. Hey, Cheryl, you know you're right. Those splash guards, I've only seen them in like yucky looking plastic. But here's an idea. What okay. about you know those corner tile shelves that you would attach in the corner of the tub to put a soap dish on, and they come in yeah. white or whatever? Can you use that? Um, well, I thought I would go to that if I didn't find um, the actual guard. The only place I've actually seen one of these guards is in an old hotel that was beautifully restored in it. Rather than having um, the curve come out of the um, sort of triangle, it was more of a concave mm-hmm. edge to it. Mm-hmm. Which, But you know what, the, the corner ones you're talking about probably would function well. They just stick up a little farther. Right, right. and they might have ridges for bars of soap. Yeah, and then you're still going to have a challenge in terms of how you're going to attach it. But I think if you use an adhesive caulk, Uh you could probably seal it on there quite nicely. Okay. It's worth a shot. You know, not a big investment, uh, easy to put on. If it doesn't work out, you could just as easily take it off again. Or kick the guest out. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Talking vinyl siding with Eli. What's going on? What happened? Well, my uh, children were playing in the backyard, and they uh, threw a hard object against the siding and poked a hole in it. (laughs) And I'd like to repair that or somehow make it look a little better. Well, here's a couple things you can do. If you can find a piece of siding in a less obvious place on your house, you can swap out the good siding for the bad siding. 
and move the piece that has the hole to an area that's less obvious. If you can't identify, if you cannot identify any replacement for this, that's one way to address it. Can you take out a piece of siding in the middle of the a whole wall? Yes, you can. <clears throat> There's a little tool called a zipper tool. Oh, it's going to save your life. It disconnects that piece of siding, and it can be removed without disturbing the rest of it. Now, if you can't do it yourself, you may just want to have a siding contractor do this. It shouldn't be more than sort of a service called charge. Well, great. Sounds good. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. When we come back, we are going to help an emailer find a permanent fix for a cracked vinyl shower pan. So stick around. You're in the Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call any time of the day or night. 1-888-MONEYPIT is our 24-7 number. And if we are not in, our screeners will take your message and we'll call you back the next time we are. You can also go on over to MoneyPit.com, click on the contact button, and email us a question just like Lorraine did from New York. All right, Lorraine writes, we have a crack in our vinyl shower basin. We put a fiberglass patch filler on it, and it seems to have stopped the leak, although I don't know if it's a permanent solution. Is there any way of fixing it without replacing the whole basin and taking down all of the marble tiles around it? Would putting down tile on top of it help? No, because tile is not waterproof. Right. It's just going to cover the crack. Uh, listen, I know that uh, when you use a fiberglass patching uh, kit and you repair it, actually, it's not a vinyl uh shower pan it probably is a fiberglass shower pan and that's why the fiberglass patch works well um, you can pick that up by the way at an auto parts store if you've got this problem at home and it does a pretty good job uh, you need to put down the resin in a couple of layers of cloth cloth and more resin uh, but it's a bit unsightly there's no uh, easier way to do this or more a prettier way to do this if it doesn't work you do need to take out the shower pan unfortunately those uh, fiberglass pans are only going to last you if you're lucky about 10 years. Uh, if you fixed it now and it's holding, I just continue to enjoy it until it cracks again. At that point, I would go ahead and replace the entire pan. All right, Barbara in Indiana writes, I have a fan in the oven over the stove. Uh, I have a fan in the over the stove microwave, I'm sorry, and it doesn't vent to the outside. Should it be? Uh, only if it's possible. I mean, you know, if you have the ability to have an exhaust fan that vents outside, that's great. But I think what you're talking about is a recirculating mm -hmm. uh, kitchen exhaust fan, and that's very common if you don't have the ability to vent outside. I mean, we had one where we actually had it vented through the microwave to the exterior wall because we were fortunate that the range was on an exterior wall. If that's not your situation, a recirculator is the best that you can do, Barbara. You know what, Barbara, though? Make sure you clean out all of those um, filters on your recirculating fan vent there because that will help it operate far more efficiently and reduce the risk of fires. Did you ever think about who has the keys to your house? I mean, that's a question you might seriously consider. How many times have you given out your key in the last year, and to who did you give that key? It's not the safest practice, and Leslie tells us why in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. Nearly two-thirds of us American homeowners out there have knowingly knowingly we're like here you go here's my key we have knowingly circulated our house keys outside of our immediate family including to workers like painters service techs whomever you might trust for that moment in time now this makes your house way more vulnerable to invasion so you want to be smart about issuing out spare keys and take care when you're carrying your own set through your everyday chores you know like dropping your car at a valet or leaving the car at the auto shop 
you want to make sure that when you do leave your car at the valet or the auto shop that you remove all your other keys and just leave them your car keys because you never know what they're doing with your key when you're not there. And if you think hiding a key outside of your home is a great solution, well, think again because most of those smarty burglars out there know all of the best places that you are thinking of, like fake rocks. Like the rocks, fake rock. <laughs> yeah, under the doormat, you know, inside the flip-flop that's got the heel that opens up. We're all on the same page when it comes to, hey, I'm a genius. I'm the first one to think of it. You are not. We know it's under the garden gnome. So be safe. Be careful with your keys. Just be smart about it, all right? This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next week on the program, it's a time when we really should think about trimming our trees. And if you've ever decided to take a tree down and had a stump that's left behind and wondered what to do about it, we're also going to invite uh, this old house expert, Roger Cook, the landscaping contractor, to stop by with some tips on how to trim trees and get rid of the stumps that are left behind. You want to do that now because before those winter winds come and start cracking those branches and sending them sailing towards your roof, then you'd have to call us and ask us how to fix those big holes. We'll tell you how to make sure that doesn't happen to you. Everything we've talked about on today's show is on our website at moneypit.com. If, you list, if you've missed anything, head on over there and check it out. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 